0: Hi, everyone. This is psychic medium, Miss Sarah. I'm really, really excited today because we have a special guest with us, Sarah Jordan, and she is going to talk to us today about the topic. Are you uh, psychic or is it your imagination? I really think this is a question a lot of us ask ourselves, especially in the beginning of our spiritual journey. So I'm going to have Sarah introduce yourself. Thank you for coming on the show, Sarah. And uh, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Thanks for having me, Sarah. So, uh, well, now I'm on the spot. (laughs) We always joke that this show should be called Two Psychic Sarahs. Well, uh, she already introduced me. My name's Sarah Jordan. Most of my psychic reading clients know me as Zelda Barons. I started off uh, with this pen name, or my psychic drag name, if you will, a couple years ago just to embrace this side of my personality. But it's all me. It's my heart. I love... Helping my clients uh, step into their confidence, step out of their comfort zone, embrace their intuitive gifts. I've got a course we're going to talk about Uh, this episode. We're also going to talk about. how to know the difference between your imagination and your psychic abilities. And guys, I just want to say first that I am not, I don't want to diss your imagination at all because your imagination is incredible and amazing and powerful. And so many things come from it. Like this phone that I'm looking at, this screen wouldn't exist without it, but there is a difference between your abilities and your imagination. And they're very sim- similar, subtle, subtle, But uh, there's a big difference. So that's why I want to talk about this, especially for newbies.
0: um, It's a big thing. You know, I actually thought when I was experiencing I didn't know what Claire audience was when I was experiencing at first, because I've experienced it for like pretty much my most of my life that I can remember. Uh, And it was something that I think is easy for people to like the the way it works is so easy for people to think that it's just their imagination because they don't realize that it, in a, most cases that clear audience, that hearing, uh, that voice you're hearing sounds a lot like your own internal voice. And it's really hard to differentiate, right? Like if we're already thinking something or if we already have a feeling about it, it's really hard to differentiate, but you're going to talk about, that eight different clairs. You're going to talk today about. Let me pull my little list up. Uh, clairvoyance, which is clear psychic seeing. Claircognizance, which is clear psychic knowing. Clairaudience, which is clear psychic hearing. Clair empathy, that's clear psychic emotional feeling. Clairsentience, which is clear psychic physical feeling. Clairtangency, which is clear psychic touching. Clairgustance, that's clear psychic tasting. And salience, which is clear psychic smelling, and I think the two that people get mixed up the most, and I've had, I've actually seen this, Sarah online where they describe it as they ex- describe clairsentience as clair empathy. So, the way that you you differentiate the two is clairsentience is like going to be when you get goosebumps or you get chills, those types of things, a physical feeling and clear empathy or similar to be an empath. that's commonly used nowadays Mm. um, is going to be that emotional feeling that you're um, having projected onto you by either spirit, uh, television show, whatever it may be. But I'm gonna hand that over to you, Sarah, because uh, you've got a lot to talk about and what what, clearer are we gonna start with today?
1: Um, we're going to start with clairvoyance and I'm going to ask you to kind of keep me on track if I forget any okay. of them, because I I might look down because I have a list of uh, viewer questions that uh, people have asked me before the show. So I'm going to be addressing those. But I'm going to start off with clairvoyance versus your imagination, because this is my strongest one. And I feel like it's actually one of the more common ones. Um, And it's, it's easy to get it mixed up with your imagination. So um, let's just jump right in. So your imagination, like I said before, not to diss it or anything, it can actually help you develop your psychic ability. But most people when they imagine something like the universal image, Everyone tends to see a beautiful mountain with snow on it or surrounded by a lake. you know it's a nature scene and it's still and it's crystal clear and it's just there. And clairse- clair- sorry Claire audience or clairvoyance, psychic sight, seeing with your mind's eye doesn't work like that. Now real, clair- real clairvoyance can be sharp for a couple seconds. Uh, but it it comes more like in flashes spontaneously. Um, it can be on demand if you're doing a reading and you've trained yourself, but usually they'll come spontaneously. Like for example, those of you that are watching, I want you to close your eyes and picture Santa Claus in your head right now. I want you to see the red, the red suit. I want you to see the white beard. I want you to hear him say, ho, ho, ho. I, you know, I want you to hear the jingle, jingle, jingle. Now, this is your imagination. But if I were to ask you, can you let his suit change to whatever color that it wants to change to, but spontaneously changes to a different color, this is your clairvoyance. So, or the start of it. So like I said, real clairvoyance, it's, it's not static like that. And that's why people, you know, in this community, and I it to recommend that you learn how to focus because through meditation, most people think, oh, I could keep something in my mind for an hour, no problem. But really, it's hard to keep one image or one thought or one feeling. Uh, it's hard to focus on it for more than 10 seconds because our minds are a lot like squirrels or, you know, there's that saying monkey mind, jump from thought to thought. So I like to tell my students, it's not your goal to totally empty your mind. It's just to learn how to control your mind. So that way, when something comes to you in a brief flash, almost like a dream, that's that's kind of what clairvoyance feels like to me, then you'll be able to grasp onto it and hold it there. And once you get one piece of information, you can get more. So that's the difference between imagination and clairvoyance. Clairvoyance can be sharp, but it can also be blurry or dreamlike. And just like dreams, we we all have our own symbolic language. Like uh, clairvoyance is the language of symbols and pictures. So it's a visual tool. It's a visual, visual skill. Your imagination, you could keep something there but it's not going to move around sort of like how clairvoyance will. So if something comes to you spontaneously without trying, um, like how I said, let Santa's suit change to a different color. I didn't tell you a color. That's the start of clairvoyance. So keep things that pop in when you're not trying that can be clairvoyance.
0: Somebody said orange. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. (laughs) Mine turned to blue. (laughs) Yeah. Hi, Molly. Hi, Ashley. Hi, Julie. There's a couple more people I can't see that are on. but Yeah, uh, I'm sorry so, I'm
1: not engaging. I can't see who's on here.
0: <laughs> so uh, we had – so that's clairvoyance. So what Claire is your second Claire that you want to talk about? Uh, Claire audience. Here. Okay. So we talked about this last
1: time. Like those of you who are music – inclination to music or who – hear music, or hear buzzing, hear uh, static sometimes. That's not always the case, but it can be how it starts. But sometimes your intuition or your clairaudience can yell at you. It doesn't have to be loud, but it can be when you're doing something else usually. Like you're driving and you hear a voice that doesn't explain. It's just like, stop, or you better slow down, or don't go to the, don't turn around the corner and you want to listen to it because it could be keeping you from an accident. It could be saving you time in traffic. Like I told the story last, last time we did a live of how my grandma's voice came through and I slowed down and there was like a four car pileup right in front of me. And I just swerved on by and I would have been speeding along. And I would have been in it probably. So, oftentimes these things will come spontaneously when you're not trying. And Claire' audience is not always loud, <laughs> but it it can be uh, when it needs to get your attention. Like if your if your dog or cat is about to run into the road, and you're like, "No, get back here!" <laughs> you, know, you don't need to explain to them. It's sort of like that, like it won't explain to you. I posted in the group for those of you that didn't see it, like if there's something that you are trying to argue away, like, no, why should I stop? I want to get there. Or why should I not turn the corner? That's the way I always go. If you're arguing with it, that thing you're arguing against is your intuition. You want to listen to
0: it. So that's actually my primary, Claire. I think you know that. And some of the things, if you're a beginner and you're just experiencing the clears and getting to know what they are, some of the things that I would notice before I knew what Clear Audience was is that when I was going to sleep at night, I really had like I needed the fan on for that white noise. And there I didn't know why. I just needed the fan on. And one of the things I would notice about sleeping with the fan on is sometimes I would hear and still do music. Uh, without lyrics or anything like that, I'm just hearing music while it's on. And I would ask other people, I'd be like, do you hear that? Am I, I'm, I'm the only one that hears that? I don't understand that. Um, so that's one thing. But the reason that I needed the fan that I didn't really realize is that that white noise was blocking out everything else. So, you know, like a lot of you, if you're experiencing audience, if you go into a crowd of people that are talking or even if they're not talking and you feel really overwhelmed by the noise or you're getting anxiety from the noise, you're most likely experiencing audience, and you may or may not know it because uh, like we were talking about, sometimes it's really sounds like your own internal voice and the ways that I personally differentiate the two are, um, is it is it in my voice? If it's in my voice, if it's in my own internal voice, Is it something I would normally say, right? Sometimes different language uh, is used, like different words that you wouldn't use. Sometimes it's something you had no idea of knowing, which in a sense would be tied in there with uh, clear uh, cognizance. Um, And then the other things are if it's not in uh, your primary language or a language that you know, and sometimes you'll even hear it in a different voice, like spirits, a lot of the time, will you'll hear their own uh, voice. And so that's just kind of some differentiations that I notice between my internal thoughts and clairaudience. So what is the next, Claire, you want to talk about, Sarah?
1: Um, so we're going to talk about claircognizance because you posted this beautiful rose picture in the group. So this is instant knowing. And um, a lot of people, I talk about this in my course. I actually trained this Claire through uh, writing, which this Claire That's- is linked to reading and writing, but Claire cognizance means instant knowing. It's like you're in front of someone and automatically, you know, you don't feel, but you just know like, okay, this person's like a liar, or this person did this, or you, you're you definitely like obsessed with learning you have things just like come to you without thinking it's like instant. So, and the way to get this is you have to learn not to filter yourself or listen to that inner critic that argues with your creative voice all the time. So, um, you're also highly creative. You get ideas at the drop of your head. I I call myself an idea person. This is definitely one of my, one of my biggest ones. And how would you how would you tell if this is your imagination or not? Well, this one is very linked to your imagination because it's a highly creative. uh, I don't want to call it voice, but sense. It's a highly creative ability, and it's also trained through writing or speaking. And the way I train my students is like, you know, you got to practice writing nonstop, Ten minutes a day for thirty days without filtering yourself, that's hard to do, like but you know, just keep the trade of thought going after thirty days. you're a channel you have to, you just have to like keep up that practice of not editing like this is stupid, like why am I doing this like
0: I don't know what to write, <laughs> kind of like automatic writing, basically. yeah, yeah,
1: automatic writing, yeah, exactly,
0: Things I think, like
1: that, but automatic thinking,
0: yeah, automatic I, I ideas. Think that- That's a great exercise. I think one of the things that uh, it's easy for claircognizance to come along with other clairs, too. Like it seems to pair very well with empathy and like Mm -hmm. the feeling or the knowing that something is going to happen. Because it's almost more than a feeling if you're hearing or if you're not hearing, but if you just you're knowing something and you're having the emotion that goes along with it.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you said that. I do want to say, like, you you can have many of these. You can have a couple. You can have one. You can have all of them. Um, so, yeah, they are tied very – it's like you're receiving extra information through your consciousness, but they're tied very closely with our other normal everyday senses.
0: That's so true. And I had someone ask me one time – how you can tell the difference or it was might have been in the group a long time ago but and i thought about it and i'm like it really it doesn't really matter but uh like i guess i thought about it a different way like i'm just you know you're getting the information so what what difference does it make where it came from but yeah. i've actually learned how to help people separate them which is probably something that you're uh kind of explaining in your courses how to uh, how to know which eclairs you're experiencing? Yeah, and yes. other you're going beyond the eclairs too. What other yeah, so? There-
1: in, so my course is not just about. It's kind of like a whole. We talk about like getting over your fears before we even jump into any of this. I teach people how to reprogram their subconscious mind so that they don't come in blind. Um, can we talk a little bit about fear before we
0: go on? That's a good one. Can we? Well, let's tell them before we go further oh, okay. let's about because we're talking about course. Let's tell okay, them okay, about okay. Course and then we'll go to fear because that's a good. Okay, topic. So I teach people how to take their fearful beliefs
1: and change them or start to change them, because oftentimes people ask me, like, I'm just opening up this stuff and I'm feeling like there's a negative entity here or something. Well, if you're feeling that way, it's a lot of times something from your past, trauma from your past, you're going to track that stuff. So I don't want people to come into this blind. I teach people how to take those beliefs, change them, reprogram your self-conscious, your subconscious mind, which runs 90 percent of our lives, according to psychology. And so that you can safely and confidently navigate and open your abilities and not just jump out of a plane with no parachute because oftentimes that can be what it feels like. If you don't know what you're doing, it could be scary.
0: Yeah, I agree. That was a a concern that I had when I was first exploring different things and meditating um, because I've heard negative things about uh, meditation videos on YouTube and things that could be added like subliminal messaging that could be added and that type of thing. Um so that's why I I try to stick to the same um pub- or the same people who produce the same videos um but I the fear is so real when it comes to our abilities because I think that we're taught many of us are taught one way we're we're taught to believe to fear that and then television yeah. movies things like that come along and cause us to fear it cause us to fear it because of some I guess unrealistic uh, belief like I don't know if you've seen that what is that name of that man there's a show maybe a movie I cannot remember what the name of the guy is but there is a fictional character something man I can't think of what it is anyway there's a fictional is it character man yes that one yes i okay. know what you're
1: talking about
0: so kids this really is like a kid's thing i heard
1: about it from my 10 year old nephew
0: yeah <laughs> and, and i've actually watched videos about it and that is like uh to me okay so what they have done with this slender man is it's kind of like what is he uh actually watched i don't really know
1: anything about it but i heard like little girls murdered people because of it. Like to me, that's like how fear is like a virus.
0: Yeah, I agree. And they, yeah, there was a couple young girls. If you look it up on YouTube, the story's on YouTube somewhere, but basically they're saying that in order to join slender man's uh, posse, whatever you want to call that, um, that they had to kill someone. And so the two little girls killed one of their friends in the woods and, did it really brutally and the way they talk about it you if you really are into true crime you should watch it because it's like really i don't know it's deep and the girls act like they don't even like maybe 12 11 years old they really act like they i don't know it's weird how they're talking they act like children they don't understand yeah. much, none. and they're like openly admitting it and they're like yeah i killed her or yeah i, I hurt her and i tried to kill her she's still alive like that's really how the girl acts it's uh ashley says slender man is a monster created story that people took and made big and these girls became obsessed with it so uh, when we think about yeah thanks we needed the clarity uh the when we think about things like that i think that ties really well into like fear because when people are uh meditating or connecting with spirit guides connecting with spirit i think there's this belief that we're going to draw in something negative, And the chances of that happening are a lot slimmer than you would think. Um, just because the communication, it's really hard, in my opinion, and I do mediumship. And to me, I can tell the difference. Like there is an intuitive feeling that comes along with something that's negative, And they can be as Uh, slick as they want to, because I know in a lot of cases, some things are different than they appear. And I've actually experienced that before once. One time have I experienced that. And I knew intuitively that there was something wrong. And it's funny because I found out because I did a reading, all my information was wrong. Every single bit of it, which never happens. And I'm like, how is that so wrong? And then I realized that my previous reading uh, that had a spirit just attached itself. So it took a lot of sage, a lot of, uh, mantra, smoke cleansing, that type of thing, um, to get rid of it. But I got rid of it. And then I was able to continue to do readings after it took me two days to, to completely get rid of it. But it's not as common as you would think. I think that goes along with the fear that you're talking about. We think that ourselves up, that we're going to attract something negative. If your intentions are pure, um, and you're not trying to attract something negative intentionally, the chances of you doing it are pretty slim in most cases. And I know that's different in different areas. If you're living in a haunted house and you know, it's haunted somebody committed suicide there or something like that. If you are looking for trouble, you will find it. If you're not, I don't mess
1: with Ouija boards. That's the only thing I don't touch, even though it's just a neutral tool. Mm. um, I think, I don't know if I shared my story on here. Beforehand. No, you didn't. I'm in a I'm in a paranormal meetup group, and we meet in real life, like once a month, and share stories. And I shared a story of like when I was uh, I was in fourth grade, so I was like 11, and me and like the only other white girl in my school. I was in Hawaii, so I went to an all Hawaiian school. We're like we we're like this because we were the same, but her mom was into voodoo, and we played with a Ouija board at her house, and we talked to this man who said he was died in prison for like molesting little boys. I didn't know any what any of that meant. I had a very sheltered childhood yeah. and uh, we went to the movies later and it was the theater, the kind of chairs that like they, you have to push them down. Like you have to physically be in them. Otherwise they're folded up like this. Oh, yeah. flip back up. Yeah. Yeah. And I noticed the chair next to me, like slowly went down, like in the middle of the movie. And I like got up and was like screaming and crying to this girl's mom. And she's like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) But I never touched him again. And, uh, it's just, I don't, I don't mess with them Any anything else. Like I'm all about tarot cards. I'm all about pendulums because I know they're just neutral tools. And, um, my subconscious is controlling them anyway <laughs> yeah but yeah i don't I don't mess with them, but I'm glad you mentioned uh mediumship because people um assume that just because someone passed that they're all knowing now and they're gonna be honest and tell the truth, and that's not always the case but um I come from a psychology and counseling background, but because energy cannot be created or destroyed, someone's energy of fear. I'm talking about you living people that are watching this and all the ghosts that are watching this. Uh, If you had a fearful childhood, I did. I had a lot of trauma in my childhood. It could be scary, especially to open up all this stuff because it's not socially acceptable. And uh, a lot of people still judge this stuff as evil or whatever, but really you're just taking your power back.
0: (laughs) So Ashley, Ashley said, how do you train your mind to not start with that fear mindset?
1: Um, so first of all, you can surround your body in white light. I intend to only connect with the energy that is for my highest good. You can call an Archangel Michael. Now, most people think angels are like fluffy naked babies flying in the sky, but <laughs> Archangels are warriors, okay? Archangel Michael's got a sword. And they wear diapers. They, yeah, they're not like the cherubs. They're not like Cupid. Uh, maybe they are. But you can also set up um, what's called psychic business hours. Like, I don't want anything or anybody to bother me. Just like you would in real life. Like, turn your phone off before you go to bed. Like, I don't want anybody to bother me while I'm in here going to sleep. You know, it's it's like boundaries are really important. And it's it's really just what you will and
0: won't accept. Does that makes sense? <laughs> Ashley says naked fluffy babies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. think that's like a common misperception. In fact, uh, the only reason spirit guides actually give themselves names is because us as humans, uh, we need that name association or something to call someone. Um, so I don't know if you guys knew that. That's the only reason they have names is for us. Um, Otherwise, that's not really how they work in their uh, plane. Yeah, they're like
1: a frequency, a vibration. And by (laughs) tuning into love, you will not be a match to anything lower than that. But if your body is has been programmed with fear, which most of us has, you know, you're just going to have to do a little bit of preparation. You can't just dive right in. Um, So, yeah, set the intention Surround yourself in white light. Like I said before, your imagination is really powerful. If you imagine yourself in white light, you're in white light. And nothing can get through that that is not for your highest good. I do this when I walk, when I have to walk my dog at night. I live like out in the woods in the middle of nowhere, and there's like coyotes and bears and stuff. Like I surround myself in white, purple light. I call it Archangel Michael. I've got all my dead relatives with me. Things don't mess with me.
0: So Ashley says I've tried the business hours they have started invading my dreams. So what suggestion would you have for her? I would say there's and there you could even use crystals.
1: There's a yeah, lot of can.
0: other things you can add in and that yeah. is good. The white light is really good and I think what would you suggest that Ashley does? Um if, well he- in my course I teach
1: you how to program different objects for protection. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you one of the things I teach in my course right now that I didn't make this up. This is from shamanism. You can change your dreams. Uh, if you have a recurring dream like something's attached to you or whatever it is, uh, replay the dream how you want it to be in the morning. And uh, write it down how you want it to be and focus on that before you go to bed. And if you're in bed like, oh, my God, I'm scared of this happening. You're bringing that to you because you're in that negative vibration. I'm not blaming you, but you have the power to change that. If you're in bed thinking about all the best things that happened today, like you're listening to uplifting music, you're surrounding yourself in white light, you've got angels and crystals all around you you're replaying that dream how you want it to be you're in control you have the power nightmares are scary trust me i know like um while we're on the topic of dreams like having dreams that come true like that's another sign that you're psychic like i get those a lot um i don't watch the news cuz i i feel what's going on but my mom always tells me on the phone regardless of whether i want to hear it or not and i had a very realistic dream that i was i was a man in the Florida condos and like all this stuff was like falling on me and it was like hours and hours and hours. And I just woke up like crying and crying and crying. It's like, so I know what it's like, (laughs) but I also know like, um, we're all connected. So maybe I was feeling somebody there, but I also set the intention, like taking all my energy, calling it back to me, grounding myself, which someone asked me what the heck is grounding. I'm going to give you an example. Grounding means that you're in your body and you're focused on what's going on right now. So I am talking to you live. I'm not up in my imagination or watching TV or having a psychic reading on the side. Now, I had so many readings earlier, Sarah. I have to tell you, I, I don't go into a trance or anything like I'm fully present when I do my readings, but I'm so connected to this other person when I'm doing a reading. I took a what I thought was a break, and I was filling out my address, sending an invoice to somebody. I couldn't remember my address. I couldn't remember my phone number. It was like on the tip of my tongue, and I was like, oh my God, I need to take a break and get in my body and like go for a walk or something. So I went for a swim because like I really needed to be in my body. But being ungrounded means like you are out of your body. and that's when things like negative attachments can happen because you're not there. yeah
0: i I agree with that. You know, I had had nightmares for I don't know, a few nights, maybe a week even. And then I started doing this i've I've been into spell work lately, and it's not something that I'd had a whole lot of experience in in the past, but I have a uh basically a money jar and i decided that i was going to buy a lottery ticket sage it and at the turn I light the candles around my money jar and so i did a, basically i did a spell with the uh the uh lottery ticket and i won 20 bucks well I was awesome. 10 dollars i won 30 dollars, so i was up 20 dollars. that's awesome so then i took it back to the store bought another one and i won my money back and so the third one I did not do the spell on and cause I was in a hurry this morning and I went and bought the, I had bought the other lottery ticket, came in the house, got ready to go to my daughter's softball game, ran out of the house and scratched it on the way there and I lost. And so I'm doing the spell from now <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I'm the spell that. is putting your attention out there, magnifying I, your attention. This is a really funny topic that I thought and this ties into what you're saying with uh, and and your what your course is talking about. Uh, I think that people have this common misconception about us that we could like go to Vegas and like get kicked out because we could always we could win instantly all the money. Um, I think who was it that started that? Was it Sylvia Brown?
1: I think yeah, it might have yeah.
0: been yeah, that she couldn't go to Vegas or something like that. Um uh, Ashley had a, She said, so if a spirit uses you as a puppet to speak, you're totally fine, Ashley. Questions are good. Uh, so if so if a spirit uses you as a puppet to speak through you and you are physically exhausted by it for a few days, is that considered a negative attachment?
1: That sounds like mediumship, like physical mediumship. Uh, there's different types of mediumship. Uh, like mental mediumship where like you receive the impressions and then you say it back in your own voice. Physical mediumship is like someone taking over you and you speaking through. That's a lot more rarer these days. I'm not a mediumship expert because I'm just coming into those abilities myself. So Sarah, why don't you give your
0: take on that? So I... Personally, I don't do. Now, my question is, because I always I have questions for Ashley. So, Ashley, is it, um, one, is it somebody you know? Uh, two, does it feel negative? Uh, three, have you ever experienced that before? Sorry, these are a lot of questions. But it, those are the types of things that, in order to answer that, that I would need to know. Because, personally, um, I don't have the ability, well, I guess, I think everyone has the ability to be a, to be a, no, I forgot the word I was looking, to be a vessel, basically. Um, but I don't think that, um, like, it's not common for me. That's not how they communicate with me. So is it common for you to communicate that, that way? Is That's that a something? Question. Yeah. If, is that something that you've done before? Is it somebody you know? like that kind of thing. We'll carry on while you, while you answer that, we'll wait for your answer. But those are the kinds of things that I would ask you because for me, it really was easy figuring out what had happened after I realized that I'd given the worst reading of my entire life. um, And why, because you have to understand, like people think that psychics like are fake and that they just throw answers at people that are like cookie cutter. It's not true. So sometimes it seems like some things may seem general, but this is like me saying, how do I say that? Like basically, the whole thing was not even close to right. It was the exact opposite for everything. Right. And that's how I probably knew I was being messed with. But that's kind of like, I don't know. I think the psychic ability in itself or mediumship in itself um, can be so different for every single person. So right. that's why when we talk about courses like Sarah's, that's why I, uh, when she was talking to me about the course, that's why I wanted to bring this up to you guys and make sure that you knew about it and that it was something that was available to you. Because I feel like because everybody has different experiences, you being able to learn that general information um, and really get into practicing it. And if there's a uh, psychic ability that you want to progress with or, Um, work on or practice Uh, that's where her course is going to come in really good not to mention she correct me if I'm wrong you also have a group that people can go into yes right now there's like
1: 24 videos in the group with like assignments all in order and uh, I've got like five or six people in the group so far and it's going really well Uh, so So yeah, this, because this, these abilities affect your whole life. Like that's why my, my course encompasses like so much, not just the abilities, but like the pre-work, like getting over the fears, what to do, uh, before you even, we even dive into all this because we don't want anybody to be afraid or
0: suffer or so now you gave me the answer that i was looking for ashley this is what ashley says because sarah can't sarah can't see your messages because we have to pull it up on a different on, on a different um i have it on my iphone basically is where i'm watching your comments from um so she said no i didn't know it personally we were on a paranormal investigation and this aggressive spirit was angry at one of our members um and no i didn't remember what the second oh have you experienced it before Um, I've always been able to see and hear spirits, but since I have been trying to practice channeling and practicing my abilities, it suddenly happened and then was over like nothing happened, but I felt so tired and bogged down for a week. We actually got it on video. I did not sound like myself or act like myself until the spirit stopped. I've been searching for a mentor since. Okay. So here's the deal. Uh, when you go into, and I know, do you actually do paranormal investigations or is that something that? I've been invited
1: to, but I don't go because I don't want to feel those energies. Like I'm so, I'm a, I'm a healed empath, but it that way, I still feel very strongly, but like I'm friends with, I go to paranormal meetups and we share stories. I've been invited to go to like these places. I don't go because I know, like my heart's wide open, and like yeah, it'd be like,
0: come to me. I want to help everybody. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, I uh, don't want to. Uh, uh, I'm good. <laughs> no, okay, thank you. So, so here is the thing. Uh, when you're doing that, um, I'm not saying not to do it. I think I've seen somebody in the group tell you that you shouldn't do that. I'm not telling you not to do it because I'm curious about the same stuff. I watched the. I've watched every episode of the Holster Files. If you haven't seen it, you gotta watch it. I love
1: um, forensic files, ghost stuff, murder shows, but I, it doesn't make me afraid. Um, I if you know what I mean. Walk- if things really bog you down and scare the shit out of you. I don't oh, sorry, yeah. I don't know if we're allowed to say bad words on the show. It's, we it's, say it. We're on YouTube. <laughs> sorry, ish. If things scare the ish out of you for a week, don't do it. But to me, like no. I enjoy it like with some popcorn, as long as I know it's like pretend or so of it's real.
0: So one of the things that oh, so Hans Holzer, I'll kind of tell you guys i I watched the Holzer files on Discovery Plus and the reason and I started watching it uh, I think it was Netflix. I don't remember where it was on anyway, long story short, Hans Holzer was the first paranormal investigator in the United States and he had a psychic, a couple of different psychics, but um, they the psychics that he had with him in the investigations, they actually could channel like that which is pretty impressive. But what I'm gonna tell you, Ashley, is that I've watched a video, well, a couple of videos, of a group from, one of them was a group, a paranormal group from Iowa. And I watched this happen. Uh, you guys know what the Velisca Axe Murder House is. If you don't Google it, um, there was, Eight people killed in the house, 1911 or 1912. And basically, this is a house where tours are given and paranormal investigations do take place. What happened is this group went there, this group from Iowa, I believe it was their video. They went there and it's CCP, uh, Calhoun County Paranormal Investigators, CCPI, if you're looking on YouTube. And there is a video of them and they actually have just the clip as a video, too. There's a video of them reenacting Uh, the axe murders. Well, one, we really don't know how many people really did that. I've watched videos saying there was more than one. Not the point. So basically, they went through the house, and their group laid in beds, and one guy went room to room with an axe. And he was supposed to be pretending. Well, all of a sudden, on the video, and you watch this happen, there's no way the guy could fake this. Just like you, Ashley, I'm sure that that Like there's a change that you initially see in somebody's eyes, their glare, like all sorts of their basically your demeanor changes. But you watch him just go empty and just expressionless, it seemed like at first. But then he said that he was like overwhelmed with anger and kept hearing, do it, do it, do it. You actually watch in the video that moment that it takes place and it's like not like, you know, it's taking place. So I guess what. Uh, what I would say is there's different things that you probably, I mean, I'm sure you do stuff to protect yourself ahead of time, but I would be making sure that one, no one's taunting spirits that you already know are bad. I see like, what's that one ghost adventures. Although every once in a while, I think that that's all right uh, to watch. I would not be the one doing that. I would not be the one sitting there and telling a spirit to uh, like, He'll even say things like uh, come and touch me or come in or you're uh, weak or I don't know. He taunts the crap out of him. But uh, what I would say is don't do that because you're going to get what you ask for. So make sure that the group of people that you surround yourself with are really serious about it and that you don't have a clown because if you uh, yes. have them giving out that energy, they're going to be bad for you more than they are themselves. Exactly. Because you're more sensitive than they are. You're clearly, Mm -hmm. I I wonder if you have any other psychics in your group, they're probably going to be the same, but because you're sensitive to it, um, they're going to attack you first and foremost over other people. So I would just make sure your team isn't doing anything that they shouldn't do. Uh, Before you're going into places, I would sage yourself, do a mantra on everyone. And after. Yep. And after. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, then I would get, uh, cause I actually did this. I did a paranormal investigation in the, um, movie theater in the town I grew up in. Um, uh, make sure everybody has hematite, whether it be a bracelet or a stone in their pocket. Um, okay. We don't taunt that's our, against our rules. We stay polite. I was just trying to listen cause sometimes still hear it. And sometimes I'll just know then it just happened. And dude, I do wear a lot of protection. See, I figured you did. For this, it's good for everyone else to hear, though, even if you're doing that kind of – or, like, you seem like you're protecting yourself really good. But I definitely would – maybe you could add more stones or something. Yes. See, you have sigils even. (laughs) I feel like
1: some – even though it seems like – it, maybe even though it seems like everyone in your group was serious, like, maybe someone has, like, a negative inclination or maybe they're in a bad mood, they're angry inside, they're drawing that –
0: and I like love that. Sarah said, because so you're said, so sorry. So, so Ashley says, cause I forget you can't see it. She said, I, we don't taunt it's against our rules. We stay polite. I was just trying to listen. Cause sometimes I still hear, or I still hear it sometimes I'll just know then it just happened. And I do wear a lot of protection. She says she does both sage before and after grounding stones and sigils. Um, I do everything and BAM. Uh, maybe if your other people in your group aren't doing those things, I would probably encourage you to get them to do those things too. Yes. Um, and like uh, Sarah said, call on Archangel Michael ahead of time. Those little protection things that seem like they're maybe not a big deal. Like I think that can make a world of difference. Um, and want-
1: having this, having this experience, it sounds scary. So you're probably going to go into your next one with that expectation You've got to kind of clear that from your system before you do it again. I'm not trying to discourage you because I'm very intrigued by paranormal stuff. I'd love to watch your video sometime. Hit me up. (laughs) But you want to make sure that everyone in your group is taking these same precautions. Like even if they seem serious, they might not be doing the same steps that you do. And they're attracted to the whole group. And you're the sensitive one there. So you're the one
0: that's going to go through this. Does that make sense? Yeah. And depending on what it's called, is it's called jumping. And so basically sometimes that happens where they can jump either through you, in you, things like that. And, uh, yeah, it's that is something that you should – like you're concerned about it as you should be. Mm-hmm. Um, but if as long as it's got – like if it still feels like it's lingering – Um, I would continue to use sage and mantras. Um, There are some different things you can do. Uh, Ashley says that it's on YouTube. She's going to message you the link. Okay. Um, And make
1: sure that you're, so I'm a bath person. I don't know about you guys, but if I'm feeling like um, out of sorts or like psychically attacked, like that shower, you want all that energy off and actually go so far as to visualize all that yucky, murky energy as like brown or whatever. See it going down the drain in your mind. It's it sounds dumb, but it's really powerful and it'll help you cleanse.
0: Yeah, I think that's a, a psychic shower. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're so and you can if there are specific questions um, that you have, we can. Uh, th- that you guys have. Don't be afraid to ask in the comments. Uh, yeah,
1: please we'll, leave comments because we'll be checking these.
0: So we talked about clairvoyance. We talked about clairaudience. Um, we should talk. So your course is going to be on Etsy or is on Etsy. We're going to put the it's link on in the description below. And up until July thirty first, um, Sarah, uh, July fifth, July fifth. So um, actually, oh, so I was can thinking to say topic.
1: something real quick. Yeah, go for it. So on. the there's a coupon code Sarah Harvey, all caps it gets you $75 off forever you can use that code whenever um but the the price is going to change on July 5th so if you use the code between now and July 5th you can get in for i think like 225 and um so there's like right now there's 24 sections plus there's like five lives that we're going to do so it's very interactive it's very comprehensive it's a lot <laughs> yeah
0: well, I think that you have a really simple way of explaining things and making it uh, easy for people to do and easy p- for people to understand. So um, I think that your exercises are going to be pretty exciting for people to be able to do because they're going to be able to continue to do those then after they take the course, too. And yeah, you to-
1: have access to it forever.
0: So, so and access to me. <laughs> so uh It's going to be $75 off. You have to use... It's Sarah, S-A-R-A-H-H-A-R-V-E-Y. If you're watching this, um, the replay, it's going to be in the links down below. Um, And I believe I already have it in the description of this video in particular. Um, And if you're watching this on YouTube, you should definitely... um, You should definitely uh, check into the description below for that because she is only going to have it on sale until it actually releases. So right now it's uh, uh, the pre-sale is what's going on right now. So you're basically getting in uh, before anyone else and you're getting uh, the course then is going to be available. Now, what date are you rolling out the course? Is it the first?
1: So um, I actually, I already let people in early that have joined, um, but I'm changing the
0: price on July 5th. Okay. just to forewarn you guys. So they already have access to everything that's pre-recorded. And then you've got yeah all the
1: pre-recorded stuff they have access to. Um, They can ask me questions. Most people pay thousands of dollars to do like live calls with me. And they're going to we're going to be on live once a week for at least five weeks, like uh, on Wednesdays.
0: Carla says, are you recording the lives if we can't make it live? Of course. Yes. Is Sarah? Hey, so, uh, yeah. So, if you're, if she'll, what she's gonna do is uh, basically that she had a time crunch with the editing. So, yes, because editing takes forever. I don't, it I does, don't ever like my videos. A
1: 15 minute video takes like an hour to render, and then I edit it, and then it takes another couple hours to render, and then I put it. So, I, I made everything beautiful and thinkific. And then I realized, like, oh, I can't let people have free access to this unless we might pay $500. So I was like,
0: they're getting it all in a
1: Facebook group, and I will put it in Udemy. But that takes time. Like, it yeah. takes, like, 72 hours for them to approve the course. So I'm like, well, I can't be late. They're just getting it all in a Facebook group, and we'll do live videos together. So, yeah. And you will have access to replays.
0: And then you already have the access to the group then. Off- yeah, off- exactly. That, which makes it real easy. Uh you guys get like the raw uncut version of our videos because yeah uh, we love having just the like I think it's real, honestly. Like I goof up words and things like that all the time. <laughs> yeah. So then you guys uh Ashley asks if you'll post the link uh to the group. Don't I have your hold on a second. I have your is the, the link is just your uh Etsy shop, isn't it? Yeah.
1: So once you once you enroll in the course. So you add it to your cart. You use Sarah Harvey. Once you pay for it, you'll get an automatic Etsy message with a link to join the group. And that's where the course is hosted right now. So you can if you want to, you can take your time and go through the videos. You can binge watch it. Um, you can watch it over and over again. But the first live is July 7th and we're going to do a live every Wednesday. Until August 4th. And if I need to do another live, I will. And I'll probably jump in a couple times a week with lives just to say hi and ask how people are doing. Um, Because I learned from the best. Sarah Harvey here.
0: (laughs) I do that with my... uh, This might goof up a bit. I'm going to turn the volume down, so I'm not going to be able to hear you real quick.
1: Okay. Okay. And I'm going to look on the uh, Facebook group and see if anybody if has if I turn the volume
0: down, then you're not going to hear the Facebook uh, video when I pull it up. I've never pulled up both at the same time. But I think – and her – the link to Sarah's shop should also be in the description, if you can see the description.
1: Yeah, you can also okay. just – if you go to Etsy, you can also just do a search for Zelda. And then the parents. discount
0: code – There we go. Okay, I am sharing that right now. Oh shit! Sorry, I didn't mean to cuss. That's <laughs> You hard. learned it from me. Oops. <laughs> oh, <do you> <laughs> Edit. Oh, you got to copy this. Okay, there we go. That was Sarah's link. Okay, paste. There we go. See if it pulls up.
1: Still did this. Yeah, we're still in Mercury retrograde, so communication may be a little um, glitchy.
0: (laughs) Now we got it. Cool. Thanks
1: for your patience, everyone.
0: not even showing me all the there it goes okay Yay. so i can like this i guess and make it okay let i got me know this if i need this to send now. You anything um, there i thought it was in the description too let me go back okay so it's on there now in the description for you guys now i can turn the volume up if i don't turn the volume down then you guys hear the the live youtube i can hear you now sarah okay okay cool cool, cool. so Um, we continue
1: with like claire empathy Uh, does anybody have any other questions
0: (laughs) thank you my kids started speaking loudly so i couldn't hear Story of my life. I have the dog out <laughs> right now, so she can't prance around the kitchen. Okay, so you want to go? Claire Empathy is our next one? Yeah. Um,
1: are we finished? Is Ashley, I hope that answered your questions. Yeah. I, I, think, I love that you're so interactive, you guys. And I'm sorry I can't see the comments. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Um, someone in the group, Juliet, um, mentioned that an actor – in the area where she lives was murdered and his body was dumped not too far from where she lived. And she was driving uh, near the area and suddenly she went cold all over and she also felt his suffering. Um, So I'd say this is clear empathy and clairsentience sentience because Claire empathy is the emotional aspect and clairsentience sentience is the physical aspect, like the coldness, the goosebumps Uh, the feeling, the physical effects of his death. So this was a question in the group and uh, I wanted to share it here because people who are empaths or people that have clear empathy and can tune into other people easily, we can read locations really well. So our energy is sort of like a fingerprint. Like if I get up from this chair and my husband Chad sits in it later if he was, if he was clear, he actually is an empath. He would be able to feel my mood or, you know, what I was maybe even pick up things that we were talking about if he sat in this chair. And that's how psychometry works. Psychometry is holding an object and getting information from it, reading objects. But if you're an empath or Claire, have Claire empathy, this is going to be one of your strengths is reading locations and psychometry. And I talk more about that in my course as well. But um, being an empath is talked a lot more about uh, today, I guess, than maybe 10 years ago, because I had no idea what it was. And I used to work uh, with adults with mental illnesses right out of college. That was my job. I was a counselor. I went to school for psychology and I would just pass out around them Like I would feel their pain and like feel their emotions and I would block it out. And then my stomach would hurt and I would faint. And I actually had a head injury and I had to quit, but I did it for five years. And, um, after that, I started, um, my own business teaching thousands of women around the world, how to hula hoop, how to be in their bodies. So it's ironic that I'm teaching people (laughs) how to use their mind powers now. But yeah, um, being an empath is talked about a lot more and it's really, we're all connected. We have, we all have this capacity, but it can be easily blocked out as well. Especially if you're taught, this is the reason why so many of us don't trust ourselves and our abilities. Like we're taught from a young age, like, Oh, don't cry. It's not wrong to be angry or it's wrong to be angry. Like, you know, you got to be this little robot, and that's just, like, the older generation, how they were raised, so we can't blame them. Um, but, yeah, like, having emotions, like, that's what makes us human, and that's how we connect. So yeah.
0: everyone has that capacity. I think that the the world has changed in a positive way with that. Yes. I, that, being connected to your like, and being able to admit that you have feelings and connect with them. I really think that's important just to being ourselves and feeling like we're living uh, our life, uh, our best life. Uh, yeah. It's, it's one of those things that I think that's why like in the group, when I had thought about like, uh, cause I didn't actually create this group. I don't know if you guys knew that the exploring Claire group. Um, uh, Jennifer, uh, did, and I, I can't remember Jennifer's last name. I'm drawing a blank for some reason. I've been doing a lot of stuff today. So, um, I didn't create this group. It was actually exploring Claire audience at first and I just extended it to all eight Claire's. Um, and the reason like the whole idea of behind the group was that people would have a place that they could go and they could talk to other people, share their experiences, get, get information and just feel like they are welcome because I feel like, like you were saying, Sarah, it's such a like it has been such a taboo subject for so long that the fact that we have over 2000 people in our group tells us that we're not alone. Right. Like, exactly. I think that's powerful yeah. and that's it's what I like. About you, that's what I like about you, Sarah, is that you're just you. Like there's Thank no, <laughs> that's why, that's why recording live is something that you could do and you'll be very, very good at. Thank like, you. And be more comfortable with in the future. You're already comfortable with it, but you will get more and more comfortable with it because like, if, as long as you're you and you don't try to be anything different when you're shooting videos, like that's what people want to see. And that's what people want to hear about because they don't want like, nobody wants airbrushed fake people anymore. Yeah. Like, fake, fake perfection person. is, it's not overrated. cool. I
1: think that's why we get along so well, because you're just you too. Perfect. I really appreciate overrated. that you said that. <laughs> yeah,
0: thank Perfection- you. Overrated. Um, like so, we we're talking about clear empathy. One of the things I'd like to add is that when you hear empath or somebody say they're empathic, sometimes uh, that can be—it's really overly used, in my opinion. Because when we're talking about empathy, we're actually talking about uh, people being able to project. So in, when I hear people say empath, I think they're referring to themselves as like an emotional person um, or that they're sympathetic. Uh, being clairempathic um, in the way Sarah and I talk about it is more so um, having other people's spirits, television shows, radio, having feelings legitimately or literally projected onto you. Yeah. Um, like you're living through their
1: emotions, like experiencing it like it's happening to you.
0: Uh Sarah gives readings on Etsy, Donna. I don't you can see the comments next to us, can't you? I think you can. Um we're in Streamyard, guys. By the way, that's why we talk about the different comments and not being able to see your comments because it works a little differently. Um, Donna asked if she could have a reading, please. That's what, not what we're doing today. I would love that.
1: Yeah, hit me Let, up on
0: Etsy. <laughs> on this, yeah, it, on Etsy, uh, if you lo- if you actually look up Zelda Barons, Z E L D A, and Barons is B A R R O N S, you'll find Sarah's shop. And I also, we're gonna have the link. The link should be in the description. Uh, but if you are watching this on YouTube, I will put the dis- uh, the link in the description after we're done too. But if you look up Zelda Barons, um, you'll be able to on Etsy you'll be able to find Sarah. Um, that's her pen name, and so and that's actually the name she wrote her book. So if you guys ever if you watch the other video with Sarah and I, um, her book is actually under Zelda Barons as well. Um, so empathy. let's talk let's talk about clairsentience did we do clairsentience we didn't
1: we touched a little bit on how a lot of people think they're the same but they're not whereas sentience is picking up the physical sensations like cold or goosebumps or like i feel someone got stabbed and
0: now i feel that too yeah i think that's a i i do think that people mix those up which is fine like Yeah, Uh, you know what you're feeling, if you can describe it anyway. Um, But you are in your course, you're actually. uh... Oh, Carolyn says, I got an aura reading from Zelda and now I'm getting all my friends to get one. So amazing. I love (laughs) you, Carolyn.
1: Thank you. Actually, Uh, one of your friends ordered one today and I told her, thank you so much. I'm going to get this to you tomorrow afternoon. I had so many orders come in today and I was preparing for this. And I was such a a loopy mess that I didn't even know my own address.
0: <laughs> yeah. When I texted you earlier, I was like, uh, she probably is not even in tune to what I'm uh, like texting right now. It's probably. I, I was <laughs> like, I hope
1: this makes sense. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm not being clear right now. Yeah. Like, I, was <laughs> I was explaining to my husband and he's like, I actually understand because he's like a computer programmer and he's like, I get so into the technology aspect that sometimes I feel like a robot, whereas you feel inhuman because you're like tuned into all these other people or spirits. And I was yeah. like, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we talked about Claire's sentience a little bit. And in her course, uh, she's actually doing like practice, uh, or practice. Yeah, we
1: do practice exercises. Exercise. We're going to do this. Gonna do them live. I have games posted already for some of the,
0: some of the stuff. So, so we talked about clairvoyance, clairaudience, claircognizance, clear empathy, and clairsentience. Uh, what about clairsalience? I was gonna say like, <laughs> I meant to touch my nose and I like was like almost poked my eye out.
1: Yeah, here we go. <laughs> so <soon>. Someone in, <laughs> so, someone in the group asked how to so clairsalience is cl- clear smelling how to improve that. And I said in the group, and I'll just repeat it here. Like if you hold a memory of something like your grandma baking cookies or something, like I remember the smell of my grandma's perfume. It smelled like um, honeysuckles. So every time I smell honeysuckles, I think of her and actually scent is the strongest thing tied to memory That's why smelling like somebody cooking meatballs could take you like 20 years back or however back like you're in a restaurant in Italy or it's your mom's cooking or your dad's cooking, something like that. But if you are smelling something that's not good, this is what I posted in the group. Like, let's say I'm picking up Rebels dog poop. (laughs) If I'm focused on smelling honeysuckles, like in my mind, I can actually conjure that like through imagination. And that would be like how to practice that. And like, same with like, um, Claire empathy. I know we're like on a new topic now, but if you hold the feeling of like feeling good and feeling love, like feeling confident when you go into that haunted house, Ashley, <laughs> it takes practice though. Cause like your senses are going to be looking out there at all this, information that's rushing at you that's why like I said meditation is important is because it makes what's going on in here more important than what's going on out here and you're able to focus on one thing or the other I'm not saying push reality away all the time but if you want to improve that that's what you can do is hold a focus
0: uh, <laughs> Ashley says, I feel singled out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, Carolyn says, one time while I was falling asleep, I got a big whiff of something floral. I mostly hear voices or music when I'm trying to fall asleep, too. That's, uh, I, I hear the voices and music, too. And, uh, like, when you get to the point that you can, like, I'll basically say, if I'm ready to sleep, I can be a... a do I dare say a bear? There's a better word I'd use for that <laughs> that can't be used on YouTube. Um, but, but I can I can be quite the bear when I want to go to sleep or when I'm waking up. So I make sure that I am saying, like uh, internally, I will say, You need to let me go to sleep. Like now is not the time for chatting. Tomorrow can be the time for chatting. Not right now, because I gotta go to sleep. So Well, those um, are good
1: boundaries. That's yeah. good
0: boundaries.
1: Boundaries are for you, not just for like you run the show. They don't. Yeah. <laughs> they
0: need you to communicate, basically. Yeah. Part. So, okay. So we talked about clairsalience. Salience. What about Clair Tangency? Um, so this
1: is like feeling, like with your fingers and stuff. Uh, feeling with your body, and uh, that's t- that's linked to psychometry, which I will talk more about, but. This is great because uh, Vanessa asked in the Facebook group. See, I am I am asking, I'm not just picking on one person. I just remembered Ashley's I love ghosts about. too. <laughs> so Vanessa asked, um, she said that she had an aura quartz bracelet and she felt like heat coming off of it while she was meditating. Like, is this normal? What's happening? And I said, like, I love this because like when you meditated your energy became focused. It was a clear channel and your crystal, which guys crystals are actually like living beings, like from the earth. They're like a hard drive and side note. They don't have, they do have special qualities, but they only have the power that you give them. Like they're reacting to you. You are the power. So I love that your wrist heated up or the bracelet heated up because this is saying like, hey, I'm reacting to your high energy right now.
0: So yeah, he is more energy. And just to kind of add to that, I think we've talked about this in some different uh, lives, but basically different crystals are going to feel different to different people. So you really have to connect with the crystals that that's why it's nice to be able to hold them. I get mine from Molly, um, but I don't. She's she does reiki uh, on it, um, uh, distance or excuse me, not distance reiki. She does reiki on her crystals. They're all reiki infused, and so I, I pick them out without seeing them. All I get tons of them, um, but it's good to be able to like when you get your crystals. If uh, when you pick your like, I have a bracelet right here. Um, this is blue goldstone, blue goldstone, I think. Um, but when you pick your crystals up. You'll feel energy vibration from different ones. Some will make you feel good. Some will make, might make you not feel good. Some may have a neutral feeling, but definitely uh, work with the crystals or wear the crystals or Surround yourself with the crystals that make you feel good.
1: That call uh, to you. Yeah. You'll yep. be attracted to ones for a specific reason. And like certain crystals, you have to be really grounded to where labradite, for example, um, because you'll be feeling everything, all kinds of things,
0: which that is not you might not, yeah, not yeah that you
1: might not want to feel or be ready for. So I'm glad you
0: said that, Sarah. <laughs> so okay, so we talked. Claire tangency you see a lot in movies and that kind of thing. Yeah. So like in um oh Ed and Lorraine, what's their last? Oh, name? Oh Warren, the Warrens. Yeah, inside the yes. Warrens, uh, like it's not a story. It's like a I don't their unit that they have or their space that they have all these uh possessed objects in when somebody picks one of those up and they feel something or they get information from it this could be it could also be antiques that kind of thing you'll yeah, see that went to a
1: thrift shop
0: oh my gosh i used to sell on i couldn't do it anymore yeah. like <laughs> yes. i agree with that like some of the stuff in antique shops people have passed away that they that yeah. it owned it, stuff like that you'll get energy from that if you experience clairtangency and and I really feel like I don't know how you feel about this, Sarah, but I feel like Clair Salience, Claire Tangency and Clair gustance their prime. They're they're very rarely someone's primary Claire. And they yeah, it comes in, in like waves um,
1: and with something else.
0: Yeah. At the yeah, same time. Uh, so I think I think that they're they're not most of the time they're not somebody's primary Claire, um, but Claire tangency, that's where you're going to uh, like, that's a, a good example of Claire uh, tangency is picking up objects and getting something like antiques, those types of things. You see right. that a lot on television, not all psychics have that ability, but they do. Apparently a lot of them on television do. So but you can
1: learn it's called psychometry. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have my students practice on rocks in my that's course. Awesome. Uh, because a rock is like, it holds information and it could be a scene It can, a rock or a tree can be a witness to a crime, believe it or not. You can get information from it. It holds information. I know I probably sound like a whack job right now, but I learned that from Pam Coronado, a real FBI um, detective who is psychic. She's a psychic detective, and I trained with her last year for, like, six months. So, and she's, like, the most down-to-earth person. She's also silly, like me, too. So, (laughs) So Claire Gustin's, what do you have? What information can you tell us about Claire Gustin's? Uh, that's experiencing a taste. And I would say like Claire, I feel like Claire salience and Claire Gustin's coincide a lot with mediumship. Like you're smelling your grandma's perfume or you taste like cookies that she made, even though like she's not around. Um, I, I feel like I'm, I'm a super, smeller like I smell everything strongly I hear everything too loud so it's like I want to be able to turn my senses like lower but through doing this like psychic work I realize it's kind of my superpower but yeah I feel like they're very closely linked with mediumship is that right I
0: believe so it's really funny that you describe yourself as a super smeller (laughs) the whole time you're talking I was stuck on that
1: Uh, Oh, yeah, it's like everything smells and tastes very strong. Like, that's why I'm such a picky eater. Um, So people that, like, can eat everything and, like, they like all food, um, they're probably not the most sensitive people. But you can develop this ability. Like, I'm not trying to put anyone down. Anyone can improve their abilities just, like, with playing an instrument, with practice and dedication. Just some people have more of a natural ability
0: i think that and i don't know how much we've talked about this before but i think you and i have talked about whether or not and i know carla and i have whether or not um uh claire is a past present or future claire for someone i feel like like with carla one of her biggest uh, with photographs because uh she she learned to work with photographs one of the things that she got from the photographs was all like it was all present things where if I looked at the photographs, I would get past things um, like history and she could do present, which is was impressive because that's not my um, I mean, it's just not my strength, I guess. Where hearing. So when I do mediumship, like past experiences, I feel mm-hmm. like each Claire, like what you said, with these being past um, or dealing with connected with mediumship, I think every Claire, you'll notice your strength as a person or as a psychic, whether it's, whether you can see the past more clearly, the present more clearly, or the future more clearly, um, it, try it. That's a really, like, try to be very aware of what time frame or what you're experiencing, whether it's past, present, or future. And that will, like, take things to another level for you, too. Like, just knowing the difference is, is really cool. So, uh, like,
1: Carla, I am, like, amazing at getting something about what's happening right now and the past whereas like if someone asked me for a prediction i tell them that i'm just reading the energy of today and this is what could happen but because everybody has free will it could change you know what i mean so i'm not like a fortune teller but i'll tell you everything about your life right now and you're like whoa how do you know that yeah. i know i tune into you like dialing your phone number it's like that but the way I teach it to know the difference um, with clairvoyance is for me, if I'm seeing something about somebody's present, it's directly in front of me. If I'm seeing something about their past, it's to my left. If I'm seeing something about their potential future, it's to my right. Where if it's for me, it's to my left. It's kind of reversed. Okay. Um, Sense, but. If it's someone facing me or someone I'm reading, they don't have to be facing me. Usually they're on the other side of the world because it's an email reading on Etsy. But if it's for somebody else, it's to my left if it's their um, past. For me, that's my future. So uh, There really is no time, by the way. Time is a man-made construct, which is why we can tune in
0: and see all this stuff. So Jen says, I'm a super smeller too. My husband isn't allowed to have bacon in the house. I get very sick from strong smell. Yes, I hate bacon for that reason. It makes me sick.
1: And like, oh my gosh, I I love certain people, but I cannot be around them because of their cologne and I get like a migraine from it. You know what I mean? Or that like Axe body spray, like my husband. Like everything we have in the house is unscented. Uh, Which is good because like scents are usually chemicals, which are not
0: good for you. But yeah, everything is unscented in my house. So Ashley says, "How do you channel things from a distance, like through photos or someone's name?" I'm only able to when I'm when they're physically near the item or person. Well, and Sarah will talk about Sarah trains that in her course, but um, it like really it's it's how you're practicing it because I really believe that most people can develop that skill. If you're
1: there really is like distance is just like your perception of like, Oh, they're far away. So it seems harder. It's actually easier for me to read someone that's not in front of me because I feel like I could just not pay attention to how they're taking it. You know what I mean? Or they're, I feel like, like if I have eyes on me, I'm more self-conscious. Like when I do, Um, I started off like doing readings on a hotline and uh, like recorded video readings. And I only just started doing text readings last year because I didn't like the instant feedback. Um, And it took me a while to like get used. Like I liked doing a recording because I could edit it. But now that I do lives all the time, I'm sure I could probably do a live. No problem. And I've done readings in person, of course, Um, But I really prefer just doing it like via email or video and just sending it because um, there is no distance for me. It's like, I just focus on like some people tune in to someone via a picture. I usually do. It's their eyes or I can tune in with their first name, just like writing their first name will give me stuff. Um, Or it's just their question. Like, you're thinking things like let's say someone asks you a question the thoughts that you are already thinking like based on their question they're in your mind for a reason
0: <laughs> i just sold something on se i'm sure you guys probably heard that <laughs> so i'm gonna share uh, your thing discount code okay. uh,
1: but yeah the thoughts that you're having like after they ask you that they're in your mind for a reason like if you're thinking of a memory you're thinking of a person There's a reason, like I I did an aura reading for someone and she, her eyes, like her face did not look anything like my sister, but her eyes reminded me of her, my older sister. And so I started describing like a situation with my older sister and the girl was like, oh my God, that is me to a T. How did you know that? I was like, I'm just tuning into your energy. You remind me of someone who went through the same thing. And so I'm, I'm feeling it
0: for a reason, you know, your thoughts are not random. I think that I have the same thing where I, I think I t- talked about that on one of the lives that I did that I went down uh, to Des Moines and I was at a a, a bar basically. And uh, some lady, when I was outside, she's like, well, I never talk about that, but she, I could tell she was overwhelmed. And I was standing outside because I don't I I get all that energy from all the people. And I can I've learned to ground myself enough that I can handle it for a little while. But it gets overwhelming after a while, I think no matter what, just because there there's chatter everywhere. Um, But she said, well, what do you what can you read from me? I don't like and I think this is probably the case with you too, Sarah, is one of the problems with reading people in person is that, it's not even their reaction necessarily. It's that you're getting all of their, uh, all of the extra stuff, all yeah. the extra concern, all the extra worry, everything that has, that blocks you from having like a clear reading for, for their them. fear, especially. Yes. And Is I know.
1: Or skepticism especially can
0: block you. Like if someone's like. Yeah, it, it's no good. It doesn't even work. <laughs> I don't even <laughs> like if somebody says, that's why I get, I, I honestly, I still I get kind of irritated when people are like, well, can you prove that to me? It's not my no. job to prove to you no. whether or not I'm uh, psychic or not. It's just not my job. Like my I don't job, even
1: waste my time. No, yeah, I, no. Don't wanna, I don't want to, I don't want to play test the psychic. In fact, like when I post on social media, I set the intention. This is not, this is just for people who need to see it. And, um. I'm not trying to convince anybody. I'm just not. I don't want to waste my energy. Yeah,
0: it, it is a waste of energy, honestly. Like So Marissa says, my grandma pulled out a black and white photo I've never seen before. And when I focused on it, I got images of where the picture was taken, even though it wasn't shown in the picture. Wasn't sure what Claire that was. That's going to be visual. So it'd be clairvoyance. Clear. Mm-hmm. That's okay. awesome. So Kristen says, "What is it called when you know someone will die and they do the next day?" I would say that's a
1: premonition, um, yeah. Pre-cogni- um claircognizance. Yeah,
0: perhaps. Yeah, I believe that too. Uh, so Carlos says, "Sadly, I sadly can't handle perfume or cologne either. I wish I could wear some, uh, but gives it gives me major headaches. I get headaches from it too. I wear some, but they can't be like." Uh, Chanel number five type, yeah. or type of strength. I have to wear like body sprays. Um, Carla says, I had someone do a medical reading for me by just looking into my eyes. And that was so effing cool. I agree. That'd be awesome. But yeah. I think that I, I don't like doing them in person because I'm in my own space when I'm doing this. And I really take a lot of time. And like what um, I talked about before, when I get a reading order, um, even though it's take it takes a little while for it to be delivered, during that time, if I looked at a photo, I'm processing that. Like mm-hmm. it's hard for me not to. Even yeah. if I'm doing stuff, it's hard for me not to be processing that. Um, uh, so Ashley says, as psychics, do you get claustrophobic in public settings? Is that common amongst psychics? I'm very part-
1: claustrophobic. <laughs>
0: anyway. <laughs> yeah, and a big part of that, Ashley, is that. Um, cause I had that problem. I would go out to places like I, I very rarely go to concerts and I do not like crowded places. Um, concerts because, are the worst for me because yeah. all the it, vibration, the noise too. Like, yeah, like I, yeah. You're getting a lot of a clear audience. Um, it just, it's just overwhelming to your clear audience basically is what's happening. Cause even if you went into a crowded room, that no one was talking, you're still getting that clear audience um, energy, that vibration is coming to you anyway. And so once I realized that, I was able to control it better. Um, I still don't necessarily like going to concerts. I'm going to Shine Down next month, I think. No, month after, going in August. Um, But those, I don't go very often. I like Shine Down, so um, I'm trying it this year. But I think that if you whether you went into a room with people talking or they're silent, you're still going to get that energy. But it also it enhances it to a different level if you're going into a loud room, because then not only are you hearing it with your physical hearing, you're hearing it with your uh, psychic hearing, your clear audience. And it just does a lot. And I think
1: outdoor concerts are a lot easier for me to manage. Like I can handle an outdoor concert, but like. You couldn't pay me a million dollars to go to Burning Man or one of those festivals like no <laughs> like I used to be like a hoop dance performer like perform on the stage and I would just like I'd be like in the flow like performing and I'd like see and feel and hear and I I couldn't take it. It was like I was reading people all the time from the crowd whether I wanted to or not even though this is what I teach <laughs> yeah. like um so I I know, um, I I feel like sounds even in my teeth fillings like so loud it's like I can't take it.
0: Yeah, I I think when you're clear audience, you're really sensitive to those types of things like yeah. really loud noises buzzing. It's like ten times the. It's almost like you have enhanced hearing. I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, now we got Ashley says. Yes. Even in small space with fire, people make me claustrophobic. One of the things I noticed, too, is I I get overwhelmed in Walmart and I kind of have to think about it and do like some quick grounding while I'm there. The reason why is ha- have you ever seen a happy person in Walmart? Like, really, though, <laughs> let's be honest. So I th- when I noticed that one day I looked around, and I'm like, everybody is unhappy here. What is going on? And so when you're in a place like that where people are negative or a lot of people are unhappy, you really get that, uh, you really get that energy and it can affect if it's not just, it's going to affect all sorts of clairs. then that your yeah. the empathy, but the clair audience, the like, you're going to get, uh, it'll be a lot of different clairs. So, uh, wear your hematite when you go to the Walmart, wear um, a
1: hat, wear a, wear a hat. hat.
0: It's like awesome. of that crown. Yeah. But uh, you just reminded
1: me like the first time I ever experienced like pure joy at a concert was at a Grateful Dead cover band show. And I was like, oh, my God, everybody here is happy. They're dancing. They're spinning. And I was like, it was like, I, I mean, it was like the first time I heard like really the Grateful Dead. Co- it was when we moved to Asheville like six or seven years ago. And I was like, I love the Grateful Dead now because so many happy people, I was feeling their joy. So you can tune into people's joy, too. But most concerts, it's not like a hundred, couple hundred people on cloud nine. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think I it totally, depends on the
0: band. I totally thought you were you're getting somewhere where you said that you wore That's the only concert you wore a hat at. <laughs> just, I just <laughs> on the hat thing. Uh, no, no, no.
1: I always wear hats when I go out.
0: <laughs> yes, you were wearing a hat.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. That I could still feel their joy, though. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I was just... Uh, it's funny that the hat thing is true, though. I think that would <laughs> be one little thing that you could do extra that would make it that much easier. Right. Uh, Carolyn says, my first impressions of people are always spot on, and I can usually tell when someone is lying to me. What is that? Um, it really depends on how you're getting the information, but um, I would say that a lot of that is, most of the time, it's like clear empathy. I don't know what you think about that, Sarah, because I think it can be different ones. But you really get there? It their would be uneasy.
1: Yeah, if you're feeling uneasy or something, then I would say clear empathy. Um, if it's just instant knowing, like stay away from that person, like maybe clear cognizance. But either way, trust it because. Those are your instincts. Someone
0: or something is protecting you. <laughs> I agree. They, okay, so Marissa says, yes, it's the coolest thing. I'm not close with my mother's side and got to kind of explore that memory with my grandma and asked her about it when she was blown away, but not surprised. LOL, since she has Claire gifts herself, she doesn't acknowledge. Uh, that That is cool. I know. That Carla is very is- cool. cool. Laughing about the Walmart thing. Uh, so now let's talk about uh, Claire Gustin's. Uh That's the taste we, one, right? Did we talk about that already? You we kind talked the-
1: a little bit about it. I don't really know much about it other than it comes through with others
0: and especially mediumship. So another thing that Claire and I didn't really connect this before, but another thing Claire can do is make something that you normally like taste nasty. Of course, that could be a medical illness as well. So if you think you're sick, go to the doctor.
1: Or like Uh, maybe you
0: taste metal and it means mm -hmm. something. Yeah, yeah. Um, It can be a lot of different things, but it's really like... um, I think generally it's food, food related, obviously, because it's your mouth. Yeah. Uh, but so you said you had some questions for people in the group. Did you and you got some of those questions? Yeah, in. I address uh, most of them. I have one more question that somebody
1: asked that I wanted to address on the show because I thought it was really cool. Okay. Um, so John asked seeing sacred geometry patterns. When he's tired or meditating, is he seeing a portal because he saw similar things in a painting? So I said it's most likely related to clairvoyance since it's visual. But also, there's a lot of people who release DMT naturally when they meditate. It just means, like, we all do naturally, whether we know it or not. It's a spirit molecule. Um, People release it when they have a near-death experience. Um, Also, some people who take drugs can, um, like... You go to like a, it's a trendy thing now. I can't think of what it's called now. It's like a ceremony. Uh, Ayahuasca. People do ayahuasca uh, to to feel that. And then they paint and draw these symbols. I'm not saying go do ayahuasca at all because you could die from that. But um, our bodies release DMT naturally. So if you're meditating, it just means like you are in that high vibrational state and a lot of times, like, when I, when I was a kid, before I would fall asleep, it's when I would see all these colors and visuals, and it's normal. So go with it. it it's yeah. I don't know about seeing a portal. Like, I think everybody sees similar things uh, just because that's what DMT does. Like, everything is sacred geometry. It's like the – I can't think of the the name of it, but it's like, you know – that spiral that uh, everything is based off of in nature. Oh, I don't. I can't think of the name of it either. But yeah, uh, sacred geometry. It's universal. That's so. The fact that you're seeing it while you're meditating is a sign to keep meditating. You're opening your clairvoyance
0: <laughs> says definitely trust instincts and intuition instead of letting ego take over. I once was in a very dangerous situation, but ignored it because my ego was so happy of getting the attention. Thank God I began acting like a crazy person. It's the only thing that I think saved me, but I had just listened to my intuition. I wouldn't have been in this situation to begin with. I think it's easy to look back and uh, like, Those things when we do follow our intuition and then we miss something, it's easy to be to like fall back on that and think like, oh, nothing bad is going to happen because you don't realize what you missed. Right. Like with you in the car accident, that was more like obvious for you. But in some cases, if you would have been a few miles further back or, you know, if you would have been went a different way or something, you wouldn't have even known what you missed. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I think it's easy to fall back on that nothing bad happened before. So, um, but it really differently let's trust your instincts. And a lot of this, I think if I was telling somebody new just one thing, that's what would be what it is, is trusting your instincts because that's really like when you share your experiences, like we can sit there and tell you what Claire is all day long. But one of the questions when you're sharing experiences that Sarah and I and a lot of other psychics will ask you is did you feel positive or negative about it? Right. So if you're saying that in the comment or the question, we know already, but it's kind of like with what uh, we were talking about earlier with Ashley, um, it it makes a difference whether or not you feel positive or negative about it. It's really easy to get scared about, you know, like of things of the unknown. Like, let's say you see a shadow person and you like if you feel if you like fearing the unknown is one thing but if you're actually getting bad vibrations from it or feeling like it has extremely bad intentions that's a whole different thing or if it's intentionally trying to frighten you whole different thing those are two different things though so when people say their houses are haunted I always the first thing I think is well I can help you by answering some questions but is it good haunted or bad haunted? yeah yeah is it is it a friendly ghost? Does it make you coffee? Uh, like I'm just joking, but uh, basically, like if it's not doing anything bad to you and it's just what do they call that? I'm totally gonna forget that when they replay what they did when they died. Poltergeist. No, no poltergeist a,
1: affects a certain. Polka,
0: person. Somebody a tulpa. Knows, Somebody a tulpa knows. What
1: is it. like a replay <laughs> of yeah. where it's just like a scene or a situation happening, like maybe a woman walking up the stairs over and over like a tape versus an entity that is a physical or an actual thing that can
0: do different things. Uh, uh, Who said it? Uh, Jen P or Jen says residual. Yes. Residual. Yes. Uh,
1: Thanks, Jen. Hi. Good to see you.
0: If it's something like that, uh, is if it's something like that, it's probably not something to be afraid of because it's just reliving something. Uh, but if you're talking about an intelligent being that is actually like, I've watched videos and this stuff doesn't happen very often, but I've watched videos where like all the, are of about people telling stories, like all their cupboards come open and slam shut and things like that. If now coming open, isn't necessarily a bad thing slamming shut. That sounds yeah. aggressive to me or
1: something something throwing
0: something at you that's not good yeah (laughs) Yeah. but just stuff like falling or just things that you like if a human did it or excuse me if a living being did it i should say would you be frightened right would you feel like you were angry like you kind of have to think about it that way and i loved how you brought up earlier sarah how people expect something different when people die because what people don't realize if they don't do mediumship, is those people are the same exact people. Yeah, and they can lie. (laughs) Not only can they lie, if you expect an apology from somebody who's dead that they wouldn't give to you when they're living, you're not going to get it because they're the same personality they were before. They're no different. And I had a reading like that, and the girl was like, or the lady was like, I really expected him to apologize to me. Well, this person has the same personality. It's no different than it was before. Like they still have the same energy. They still have the same, um, beliefs. They still have, unless something changed for them.
1: They might evolve
0: spiritually, but it's the same crotchety old person. If that's how they were in real life. (laughs) Yeah. They're a jerk when they're living. They're probably going to be a jerk when they're dead too. And if you're wanting some kind of closure from somebody that would not give you or refuse to give you closure before, you're not getting it. Um, I just think that for some people, things change and they see stuff when they're uh, when they've passed away that they didn't see when they're alive. But in most cases, if they're bitter, they're going to be bitter. Um, So like it's just good to disconnect yourself with those types of feelings with people when they've passed away. It's easier to just not Uh, expect something so much from someone else Um, and really um, putting it out there that you need
1: that can keep it away from you because it invites resistance like oh I demand that you come through well you can't control that us humans like to control
0: everything but
1: they have their own
0: agenda that's why when people ask questions during mediumship or well for mediumship readings that I do I let them know that like in the description somewhere, it says that basically there are things that they don't want to answer. And I think that happens yeah. every once in a while that if somebody died in a really negative way, they don't want to talk about it. Like they just don't, if they, if they were that type of person that wouldn't, that that really would hurt when they're living, it's no different when they're passed away. They don't want to talk about it. It was something that was really painful for them. Um, so we got your, you got your course and you're starting, you've already released some of it. The, the, uh, pre-recorded stuff. They're going to have access to it forever. Um, Yep. You're going to do, you said five lives. At least five. If we can
1: get it all done in five, like one a week for the next five or starting July 7th, then um, we'll be good with that. But if I need to do more, I will and I'll probably pop in live here and then just to check in on them. I go in every day to answer questions and really having people who are like minded Is so valuable, especially with this because I don't have friends in real life that are this way. So the fact that I have Sarah Harvey in my life was like such a huge uh, bolster for me. Like it really
0: helped me be more confident. I think it helps just to have somebody that's not going to tell you, like look at you like you're completely crazy. Yeah,
1: or tell you that you're wrong. Like I don't teach that way. Like if someone... Isn't accurate, I'll
0: say try again. I want to hear it. And and, you'll get used. Sorry, go ahead. So we don't always agree on things either. There's different things that Sarah believes that I don't believe in, vice versa. We've run into, there was one thing we were talking about in the last live, and I cannot remember what the. It was probably
1: like evil stuff, and I was like, oh, I don't believe that. But here's how I would handle it.
0: (laughs) But, But we have different, that's like the best part about our spiritual community that we've created is that uh it's okay for you to believe what you believe like we're just here like to learn from one another and i exactly. think that's cool. like, coexisting with other people and being able to create that um that bond with other people like i can't i used to tell I, i'm not really afraid to tell people i'm psychic when i'm out but it annoys me i shouldn't say That I'm way that i don't get real annoyed i guess easily but um I don't want to do readings for them. So I. whenever yes. I'm like, telling people that I'm psychic, I'm like, I don't want to do. So I, I finally, like today, I told someone, asked what I do. I'm a business consultant, which I am. I'm an ex-consultant. Yeah. But, uh, or whatever name you'd want to mentor, whatever name you'd want to put with it. But uh, I don't anymore because of that. I'm not going to sit and give people readings whenever I'm out. I'm not working. I'm not on the clock here. Right. Uh, I was at my daughter's softball game, and I was like, nah, I'm not going to tell them what I do because... I don't. I don't have time to do readings right now, and it's yeah. I don't want to
1: be put on the spot or treated like a parlor show. I'll tell people, no big deal, and they can take my card and book me. But I'll just say, like, no, I don't do it on the spot.
0: And it's another way to ask for a free reading, really. Like, yeah. (laughs) uh, So, who is that that said that? Oh, Carolyn says I used to see shadow people in my old apartment. I've never really seen shadow people. I wouldn't say like, um, I hear a lot of people say that they do. And I think, excuse me, shadow people can be a lot of different things. So like they could be living. They could have been, never been living.
1: Can they I take could, a quick bathroom break real quick?
0: Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, you can.
1: Okay, I'll be right back.
0: We stayed on too long. <laughs> so I think that, uh, when you when you uh talk about uh shadow people it can really be a a positive energy it can be a negative energy there can be a lot of different things um but just trust how you feel when you think about the shadow people like if you feel like it's negative and you're not uh kind of falling back on your fear uh then it probably is negative but again like be aware whether it's just fear or if it's your your actual intuition. Um, and if you second guess that trust, trust your uh, first instinct that you should be leery of it. Um, that's better safe than sorry. Um, and I said, like I said before that stuff doesn't happen very often. Like with what um, we were talking about earlier with Ashley, like if you're in a bad uh, in a space like that and you know, it could be negative. Um, then just protect yourself and, That stuff doesn't happen as often as people think it does, but it does happen. Um, Ashley said, I had a moment in a crystal shop where I was behind this woman and I felt like I was supposed to tell her something. But for one, I had no idea what I was supposed to tell her. And two, how do you approach someone with, hey, someone from the other side has a message for you that would spook any random person? (laughs) I think that too. And you know what? Unless they really, really pushed me. Um, in fact I part of telling the spirit no and not delivering that message is setting boundaries quite honestly because I have that happen every once in a while and I'm just like no you're not <laughs> I'm the one in control of the communication not you so I think that's just one more way that you're setting boundaries is by not doing that um otherwise I feel like you're letting them take control of um, of the situation and of you and that's just not what we want so we'll, let's get Sarah back on here
1: thank you I um I heard thank I heard you. most of that and I would handle it that way too but we're just so trained to see people on tv like tv mediums like oh your grandfather's coming through and he wants me to know if you're out running errands you take care of you yeah. and it, it, it there's a place and a time for that and also like you could really be uh hurting the other person by saying something if they don't if they don't yeah. give you permission yeah. if they're not open to it so heard- I know even if your intention is
0: pure just like set your own like business hours and boundaries uh, Kristen says my son sees something by the front door and is very fearful when he does whenever when I go over to the area I feel the negative energy or entity until it's leave is it common for children to see these things I think so
1: yeah, because they're so connected to source.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like I feel like it was more natural. Just I think that's why most people uh, went looking back. They'll say, "I guess I should have known I was psychic when I was a kid."
1: Yeah. Um, well, also we're taught we're taught by our parents and other well-meaning people. Sorry, I'm going to move. It's getting so hot in my office that I'm going into my bedroom to lay in my bed. But <laughs> where the air conditioner is, but. We're taught by people who love us not to trust our intuition. We're taught like, oh, it's your imagination or that's not true. Like, so we're taught from a, a young age not to trust ourselves. Like, you've got to learn how to trust yourself
0: again when you do this. I accidentally shared our StreamYard link. I'll fix that. After. I'll let you add your oh, you no add problem. The <laughs> link in there after we're done. Um, for some so reason, you need the- me to,
1: do I need you to, or do you need
0: me to send you my links? Is that what you're saying? No. Okay. no post it on the comments. Okay. Uh, post it in YouTube on the video and in okay, comments, cool. on Facebook. Um, because I, for some reason, I shared our StreamYard link because I mm-hmm. sent it to you before we were on. Uh, so we have almost been on two hours. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which is I hope everybody learned something. And uh, Ashley says, is it better to teach your child to accept now, now than later? I would say, okay, so I have two kids and my, ide- and my personal idea is this. So take it or leave it because this is my personal idea. One, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to encourage it at the level that I'm at or that you're at. Right, Ashley. Like I, that's my personal belief for my kids. Cause I know that, it's, it's up to you. You As a parent, it's your decision. Yeah. Uh, but I don't want them trying to explore it more than I want them to, if that makes sense. Like I don't want them uh, getting it because kids are so sensitive Yeah. as a psychic, but they're also sensitive to negative entities and energy. So I guess my personal belief for my own children or my choice for my own children is although I recognize it in them, especially my son, he's really like clair empathic. Um, I'm not going to, one, I'm not going to tell, I I'm, I don't tell them honestly, um, that they're any sort of Claire. Um, I will at some point in time, but so that they can understand it, but I do not ignore it or make it seem like it's not normal. If that makes sense. Like, I'm not just going to overlook it, but like with his Claire empathy, I just explain it like, or ask questions as it's his emotion because he doesn't necessarily know at this point that it's <laughs> not him like if somebody's uh, he just absorbs energy like crazy like feelings and emotions like crazy but I would say that's completely up to you when you're a parent it's your choice whether or not you want your children to be uh, go deeper into their abilities or learn more about them I have a uh, I guess a rule and one of the questions I ask when coming into the group is that everyone has to be over 18 in our group and the reason why is because I don't want to be giving advice to someone's child without their permission. Right. And I think there's one person, one girl in this group that her mother messaged me and said, I I want you to know it's all right for my daughter to be in the group. If she can, she sent the request. And that was the only way that I was going to let somebody under 18 in is her mother says it's okay. So, uh, and I think she might be like 16 or 17, so she's old enough to understand that she understand the choice that she's making to like further her abilities. But I'm not just I don't think we should as a group have young people in here without their parents knowing that we're sharing this type of information, especially right. if they believe that they are psychic and they really have a medical condition.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: that can be a really fine line there. And I know I don't do
1: readings for anybody that's under eighteen. I'm not a parent. But um, I don't read for anybody under 18. It's against the law. And uh, I follow the law. I'm not a parent, so I can't answer the other question. But I like what you said.
0: Yeah, (laughs) This is my only
1: child here. (laughs) He's furry. (laughs) Besides my chickens, they're my children, too. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I uh, I shared it on Facebook earlier today. When Karma and I drove to her softball game, my chicken jumped on the car. um, Uh uh, Jumped on the car and wouldn't get off. So I actually had to physically remove Thelma from off of the car so we could leave. (laughs) That's cool. I tell him, that does make sense. He sees spirits and hears them. Oh, this is Ashley. Uh, She says, that does make sense. He sees spirits and hears them like I do. And I just don't want him to be afraid. But I tell him to go away when they are mean or say hi when they are nice. But the other things I haven't come through that I can notice. He's about to be four. I think you really can notice it when they're really young too. Yeah. Uh, My daughter, after my mom passed away, my daughter spent a lot of time. uh, Well, it was days. Finally, I got mad. Uh, But because I hadn't slept for a while. Um, After my mom passed away, there was like three days straight where my daughter was up in her crib talking and talking and talking to the wall. Obviously, it was my mother. But finally, I was just like, you need to leave her alone so she can go to sleep. Like I I basically scolded her. I was like, "Yeah, I am losing my marbles here." Um, So yeah, I think that's all. It's all your choice. It's uh, with your kids. It's your choice. Um, That's why when somebody asks questions for their, you know, about their kids, like I try to be really like, um, I guess, open to like their idea of what they want to do,
1: because it really is
0: up to you. Like there are things that you could do, um, but I think like the you I don't know it could be good it could be good I think but as my kids get older then wow. I'll explain it to them your kid is angry
1: yeah the car drove by sorry guys
0: oh uh, we so keep I, it real
1: here rebel's barking he's like I want to go outside get
0: off the phone <laughs> yeah, Rebel's like this live's over okay so we're going to share the link in the description below rebel wants to go outside so we're going to let Sarah go um but thanks so much for being here for hosting thanks guys for
1: asking questions it means a lot to me um whether you join my course or not like i really appreciate
0: you being here i'm breaking pens uh Uh, thank you for coming on too it's always fun we've literally been on an hour and 52 minutes and it didn't feel like like biz besties right now and uh we're talking about doing a show in the
1: future where we do readings live. So uh, let okay. us know if you guys are interested in the comments.
0: Uh, Ashley says, thank you. You've been a huge help. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Thank I'm you. Glad I enjoyed it. If you're re-watching this video, whether it be on YouTube or in Facebook, just drop uh, or, uh, yeah, YouTube or Facebook, uh, drop a comment below so we know that you were watching and that you liked it. Um, what I want to know what you guys is primary Claire is so whatever your primary Claire is Thanks guys see you in the group and uh if you like and subscribe the to the Sarah's gone now uh like and describe or like and subscribe to the YouTube channel we're gonna be live every Wednesday and I look forward to seeing you guys next week you guys have a great day